Okay, Lady what is this? Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's show and tell here at Eight of Brood. We're doing another half an hour nonstop first show of 2019. So very exciting. Happy New Year to everybody. We're here at the Adafruit Factory. It's me, Lady Ada, with me, Mr. Lady Ada. And we got two special guests. Who is this? No one, Pedro. You may know them from all the times they've shown on Show and Tell, like every single time. <laughs> They're right, 3D too. projects. Uh, they also do uh, streams every week. Every week. Um, 3D hangouts and layer by layer. And then do you have another segment? Yeah, we do Time Lapse Tuesdays. Time Lapse Tuesdays. Yeah, the blog post. The blog post, the project. material stuff for all the, the lots of little things. Stuff. <laughs> they do everything. And they're here right now. They're visiting. So we'll have them, and uh, so they're not going to be on the other side of the camera, um, but later on we'll show the video that you did this sure. week. So okay. let's kick it off with JP. JP, what are you spinning this week? Hey, wow, that's an excellent segue because I am spinning a opto-mechanical disc drum sequencer is what I'm spinning. Yeah. Uh, so this is a Cricut with the Feather M4 on it, so it's our, our Cricut Featherwing. Uh, and that's driving a continuous rotation servo. And then I've just printed on a, a laser printer this disc, which has uh, four tracks on it for uh, that are read by four optical reflection sensors for letting me know when to play one of four wave files. So it could be drums, which is what I'm going to use it with right now. But you could kind of have any wave files play back uh, whenever one of those black marks is seen by the sensor. And then this outer ring is a very regular step, which is kind of the clock uh, that keeps everything synchronized internally. So right now it's sort of working, sort of not, but I'm gonna uh, jumper the speaker. I've got one of these nice big four ohm, three watt speakers on here and uh, you'll hear it go crazy. Here we go. So it's playing right now. That sounds when it's pretty cool actually, you know, like. And I've got a speed controller. Uh, with the capacitive touch, you can go forward and backwards with it and stop. Um, and that's the state of things. So I'm going to be showing this on my uh, workshop show, John Park's workshop show tomorrow at four o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And I've got a ringer because Dave Estelles is helping me with the code on it. He has a debounce library he's been working on for Circuit Python that's going to help us uh, with the edge detection of those uh, essentially five optical sensors simultaneously and keeping everything straight. So tune in. All right, sweet. All right, thanks, JP. Erin, what, what are you spinning? I'm working on some fun, uh, some fun holiday type stuff. I made a tutu. It's a little a little light up tutu. Uh, just for dancing in inside, it has a circus playground. Uh, just hooked up to some of these uh, NeoPixel strip. Um, these things are wonderful for anything wearable. They're just um, having fun with this, and I'm working on a make code project where I'm going to have it do all kinds of fun stuff uh, that's movement based. Since it's a tutu, it's for dancing in, so we're going to have it change colors when you twirl or do cartwheels or you know different kinds of stuff like that. That's what I'm working on. All right, people can't wait to dance the night away in their LED. <laughs> One little thing too. This is not an electronics project, but it's something that I've been working on. I just made a bunch of little necklaces that are just beautiful. I don't know. I love them. Uh, it's resin, and I actually got some glass when I was in Italy last year, and I've got mosaic glass inside there uh, with a warbla on the outside. And I made like a dozen of these things, and I gave them all away as Christmas presents to my friends. 
this one has a googly eye in it, so I'm going to shake it. Like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's creepy. Uh, and they shine. Like, uh, I was taking photos of them, and they actually look like they're glowing because they have, like, a reflective um, vinyl, some of the vinyl that I use with my Cricut inside there. And they just turned out so beautiful, so I just wanted to share. All right. Well, that looks amazing like, and very watery. I think that's, that's what you're going for. All okay, right, thanks. So we're going to go to Chris, and then we'll go to Scott, and then Phil B. Okay, Chris Young, Merry Christmas. Hey, Chris. <clears throat> Can you hear me? Yep. Hey, Chris. All right. Um, hang on just a second here. Press Alt Tab. Press Alt Tab. Go to sleep. Okay. Um, whoops. Wait a minute. Press Alt Tab. Wake up. Press Alt Tab. Go to sleep. Okay, this is my uh, computer rendered Christmas card. I've been doing one of these every year since 1995. And it's kind of a simple one this year. Just a bunch of highly reflected Christmas ornaments. Of course, I do ray tracing for rendering which allows you to do those kinds of complex reflections that normal rendering can't do. I'd hope to be on here last week to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, also because it was my sixth anniversary of being on Show and Tell. This was me between Christmas and New Year's in uh, 2012, doing my first Show and Tell. My famous remote control. Remote control. Uh, here's you guys. Looking a little younger and, and back in your apartment. Anyway, last year about this time, I showed this 3D printed Christmas ornament that I did. Uh, it's a icosahedron with little spikes glued on each of the 20 surfaces. And ever since I made that, I wanted to do one that had a neopixel at the center of each spike. And mm-hmm. so. I thought, you know, it'll have to be a little bit bigger. And, of course, a normal strand of neopixels is not really flexible. You do have these neopixels, but the idea of wiring 20 of them together inside a little tiny ornament was more than I was willing to ask my dad to do. Uh, I don't mind having him work hard to wire up some assistive technology, but this was a little too much. And I just about given up on the project when all of a sudden you release this product, a bunch of NeoPixels with flexible wire between them. And as if it was fate, there just happened to be 20 in a strand, and that's exactly how many I need. So it was it was just meant to be. Uh, I would have been further along on the project by now, but this beast, my old printer bought, uh, Metal Plus is finally falling apart. Uh, I damaged the nozzle trying to uh, clear a clog and was ready to scrap the whole thing because, as you know, PrinterBot went out of business uh, last summer. And I didn't think I could get replacement parts. Fortunately, the people that make the hot end are still supporting old customers, so I was able to get a replacement hot end but before i did that i said to hell with it i've got to have a prusa 
So I ordered a Prusa i3 Mark III, which, as you probably know, is the hottest 3D printer on the market right now. It's getting rave reviews from everyone, and it's really got some phenomenal features on it. Uh, I, I won't bother missing all of them, but um, it's uh, it's so popular, it's on a four-week back order. So I'm patiently awaiting my new machine. Meanwhile, I printed some of Oh, well, here's a Fusion 360 drawing of what my new gadget's going to look like. A NeoPixel will go inside each one of those. Uh, here's how it kind of comes apart, and then you screw it together. It's got a little base that you can put on it. I've printed some of the parts, but if you look at that center one, you can see all sorts of layer lines and uh, layer shifting, and that's one of the reasons I'm giving up on the old printer bot. But uh, when the new machine comes, I'll print the rest of the parts and we'll put the thing together and I'll be back to show you how it works. Awesome. Uh, well, happy New Year. Oh, go ahead. Uh, for more on my stuff, here's my address. All right. And Chris, thanks for making the last six years of show and tell something we look forward to. Um, we were literally in an apartment the first time you were there and uh, done so many great projects and you've seen Adafruit. Grow, and I always look forward to talking with you and uh, doing cool projects with you. So all thank, right. thank you, Chris. Well, we've all come a long way, haven't we? Yeah. If you can get rid of that photo of me looking young and not appreciate that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I do what? Thank you for sending out those cards, too. We got one. It looks really oh, cool. That's nice. Of course, I read all the things on the back and how you generated it. Super cool. All right. Yeah, there is a, there is a YouTube video about how I created it, and you can get it from my graphics blog. Oh, cool. Okay, sweet. All right, All right. go to Scott, and then Phil B, and then Amelia. All right, Scott. Hello. Welcome back. Um, thank you. I I don't have a whole lot to show, um, but I did remember that I did a blog post right before I turned into a pumpkin uh, and went off for Christmas. And you're still wearing orange too. So you're still, you're still <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm de-oranging, de-pumpkining, uh, which is totally true. Um, but I did a blog post about what uh, we people want to see from CircuitPython in 2019. Um, and now that I'm back, I want to uh, encourage everybody uh, who's watching this and who's on this call to do a blog post or a video or something about what you want to see from CircuitPython in 2019. Uh, basically, what we'll do is we'll take all of those ideas that everybody has and we'll do kind of a community, like, aggregation of what we want from CircuitPython kind of towards the end of this month. Um, so one of the top things I have to do is write my own, and then uh, I'll bug a bunch of other people to write theirs as well. So uh, this is kind of my first call for that. Um, if you've used CircuitPython even just a little bit, uh, let us know uh, what you want to see come this year from CircuitPython, and we'll, we'll factor that into kind of all of our planning for the year to come. Um, and then because it is show and tell, I, I like to collect antique old, well, what I think of as retro electronics. And I, I don't think I've showed this off. Um, it's a Casio MT70. Uh, I really am interested in these uh, older, like late 80s electronic um, keyboards because they have really interesting sound synthesis stuff. Basically, it's before the time where a computer could just store all of the values for, for a recording. Uh, and so you have some really interesting in, interesting sound synthesis electronics uh, that come with it. So 
I found this uh, 15 bucks and I picked it up. Um, and as always, I want to put CircuitPython in it. Um, <laughs> so I want to use it as a, I want to add the ability to use it as a MIDI keyboard where you could just like plug in USB and it would transmit MIDI out if you're playing it. And then if you have MIDI in, um, you'd be able to actually play the keyboard kind of from your computer, uh, which I think would be cool too. Um, which leads me to the first work that I have to do in 2019, which is USB MIDI uh, wrap. I got it working right before I turned into a pumpkin. And so I got to, I got to finish it and get it checked in. Um, right. The exciting 4.0 alpha is, is I think it's heading towards beta. It's, it's making its way. Yeah. I think, uh, one thing I want to try for 2019 is to be working in stable more often, uh, cause we're shipping alpha firmware, which is kind of weird. Uh, so I think what you'll see is that we'll do fewer major increments, but we'll do like that middle number a lot more, which is, hey, yeah. we added features. We didn't break anything, but we added features. And that's where we'll work for the majority of the time. Yeah, um, that's a good idea. Because it's like 4.1, 4.2, where we can add stuff. Not, I think, yeah, the alpha is where we break stuff. Beta is when we... We had to move really fast to add a lot of features. So there was a lot of alpha thing, but now we have yeah. a stable base. So. Yeah, and and more and more of what we're doing is we're adding stuff, we're not breaking stuff. Um, yeah. So that will be the, I I think that'll be better for both what we're shipping in the next year and um, focus our efforts, allow us to get things out quicker and all that, which will be great. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's we're a right. preview. It's yeah. a blink a year. We're just living in it. It's a blink a year. It's going to be awesome. And we're going to be going over the top ten blog posts of 2018, and number two was Circuit Python in 2000. 18, so I know. See, this is why I like to do the blog post in January. Last yeah. year, I was the number one. Yeah, you <laughs> um, get the throne from the Apple II source code for the logo language. Sorry. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, Apple <laughs> News just has, has that extra boost. Yeah, Apple <laughs> News from 30 years ago is, <laughs> yeah. is popular. All right. All right. You get a Philby, and then Amelia, and then Ryan. Ryan. Okay, right. Philby. What you have, You want to just pass? Go to the others? Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's do that. Hey, Amelia. <laughs> You're up. <laughs> okay, got it. Um, can can I get a thumbs up that I'm I'm good on audio? Yeah. Thing? Okay. Um, so I put together um, this little uh, nano ring um, with three of the little NeoPixel nano sized pixels, um, so you guys can see a little bit of sparkle code. Um, and I have sorry for like the awkward hand pose here. Um, I have um, a cuff bracelet that I put together. Um, a Gemma M0 fits somewhat perfectly on top. Um, and then I've got a little battery right underneath it. Um, and this can be programmed in Make Code Maker uh, with CircuitPython or with Arduino. Amazing. So, yeah, lots of fun, fun options and things that you can do with it. Um, and Thanks to Aaron's uh, tips, um, I was able to successfully encase the ring in resin. Um, so it was my first uh, adventure into resin, you know, encasing things in resin. So it was quite fun um, and really interesting. And I think what's also cool is, or kind of silly, is you can wash your hands while wearing it. Yeah. Um, it's totally waterproof. Water ring. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about, um, you know, breaking things um, since the little pixels and the little solder joints between them are so, so delicate. Um, so you don't want to like breathe on them the wrong way. 
I like that the, um, you know, that a lot of people want to have like jewelry that has LEDs, but the problem is like, how do you get the power to it? And it's always a little clunky. And I, what I like is you're elegant, like, oh, you know, you, for <laughs> guys out there, I mean, I know it's very common to have these like chain uh, ring bracelets. And I, you know, maybe I wore one back when I used to go to Ren Fairs. Um, not as much now, but uh, it's, it's evocative of that style. Yeah. It, it, but it doesn't look unusual. It's like, oh, yes, you have like a chain, except the chain is, yeah. is wires. And it could be decorated as well with beads or, you know, what have you. But yeah. yeah. Is you using silicone wires? Yes. Those are the best. Mm -hmm. They're, they are the best. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. We got, you know, all right. And the guide's coming soon for everybody who's like, I want to build this. Like, how can I build this? It's, it's going to be live maybe later this week or early next week. So cool. tune in as soon as I have 10 Time. minutes. <laughs> Thank um, you. Okay. Thanks, Amelia. Amazing. Not only is there a guide, but if you want a sticker, of course, Amelia. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Add it to the collection. Thanks. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. Phil, Phil, do you want to do anything? Yeah, let's say to, hi to Phil, then we'll go to Ryan, and I think that's all of us tonight. Do, do you want oh, to share something? It's just silly. Yeah, uh, I had showed a, a monitor a couple weeks ago, an old dinosaur monitor. And so I have another dinosaur monitor. Oh, uh, yeah. I did, didn't find this one in the street. I actually paid a whopping $12 for it at, at uh, Goodwill. Oh, well, it's $3 uh, less than that Casio, so we'll see. Yeah, exactly. But there was a thing. As, as LCD monitors were getting bigger, but before the whole 1080 resolution like kind of became the, the standard, um, there were a few uh, four by three aspect ratio monitors produced. And uh, these, are, these are still somewhat uh, desirable for uh, people doing retro gaming. Or if you see old arcade cabinets where the, the tube blows out and you can't get tubes anymore. And so you'll, you'll see they'll often stick uh, LCD screens in them, 19 or 20 inches. And so um, I've been wanting to, to you know, do a, a retro uh, a game cabinet like forever. I, I just looked at the repo, a retro game for the Raspberry Pi wrote that six years ago and I still haven't built my, my cabinet, but I at least I found my monitor now. So maybe in another six years, <laughs> I'll have something playable. All right, Christian, in six years, come yeah. back. Like six years goes by pretty fast, trust me. We're gonna <laughs> We'll be like tomorrow. All right. Well, thanks, Phil. All right. Thanks, Philly. It's and four by three monitor. Okay, Ryan. Ryan. Hello, Ryan. What you got? Um, so can you hear Mark? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I used um actually a couple. So my my old desk lamp burnt out. Um, so I used uh like a one meter strip. I don't know if you can see it. Um, of NeoPixels under here, like right here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, with um, an ESP8266 um, feather to to control it and to make it IoT basically, um, and I connected it up with um, HomeKit on my phone. So, uh, so if I click this, they turn on. Um, it just uses the color the um, the color wipe animation from the um the strand test um so then if i like pick a new color it will wipe to that color okay purple's good yeah all right nice work works great way yeah. better than the lamp you can buy yeah um uh so it's it's based, it's running on homebridge which mm -hmm. is pretty cool software um i think i can do a screen share right uh yeah 
So um, it's running on Homebridge, which is basically like, well, it's it's a node. It's written in Node.js, and it's like an interface between um, HomeKit and basically anything you want. It's just using um, HTTP uh, REST requests to to control it. Currently, maybe I will use MQTT in the future. Um, I'm pretty sure they have support for that. And then I just wrote this pretty short Arduino code for it um, here, which was well mostly based off of strand test, but it just handles the request. And then, like, if it turns it off, it just sets the color to zero. And then if it turns it on, it sets the color uh, to on. And then essentially the same thing if you set a custom color variable in the um, in the URL. Yay. Good work, Ryan. All right, good work, Ryan. Well, you're going to get an Ask You Know Show and Tell sticker. If you want one, email support at Adafruit. We'll get you a sticker. You can go on your desk or on your phone to celebrate your cool. lamp. Your and, lamp with uh, lamp. Thanks for sharing this project. There's a lot of good reasons. If you're going to put an IoT device in your home to make sure you know how it works, the code that runs on it. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to worry about all sorts of things that we have to worry about in modern 2019 with IoT devices. So um, it's not hard. Um, it, it's, there's a lot of resources and a lot of things out there. So thanks for showing that, Ryan. Yeah, thanks. Okay. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, happy Thank 2019, you. everyone. So now you see what it's like to be on this side. Yeah. Well, we are going to show one thing real quick. We have a project. We did this yesterday. Yeah, I have a show and tell. Yeah. So um, if you're into the GitHub, oh, wait. Um, go to github.com slash Adafruit slash CircuitPython. And if you're logged in, you can star our repo. That's how we know that you, you like it. Some people forget to hit star on these things. But it's just a way that's like, hey, I, I really like this. You can follow us. on can do all sorts of things in GitHub. We just updated our CircuitPython repo. We have some nice graphics. We have these cool banners. We have a topic. And of course, CircuitPython's there. So uh, we made this neat um, thing using the uh, JSON parser. Yeah, it's, it's a Feather M4, and I'm using an ESP32 as like a coprocessor. So I'm using that to do the Wi-Fi stuff, and I'm just sending like AT commands back and forth through this library. Um, there's a prop wing to do the speaker and the LED drive. We just got one of these like LED stars from um, Amazon, and we just like took out the batteries and wired it up. And, and then I got a, a seven segment feather wing. I reset it. it, takes like a minute because it's doing like a lot of SSL stuff at the beginning. You pick the hardest one. GitHub is the most finicky. It's so picky because it has to be so secure. using the API. Um, and we have a video that we just launched last night so you can see how uh, Lady Ada did it. There's this neat thing that you could do with like this, the uh, secret file, um, yeah. which is a good practice. If you're doing live demos, by the way, and you need to show like API keys and this IoT stuff, the neat thing you can do with CircuitPython, you just bring in the secret file and that had the, okay. the, the Wi-Fi password. And well, my, the, my live demo is not live in, but it was totally working. I yeah, was hoping to reset it. But um, this is my show. Watch the video if you want to watch it live. And yeah. uh, you can see the numbers go up. And, and we'll then, have it on Ask an Engineer. Yeah. And uh, we just brought it in from home. We did this yesterday live. So you can check out our YouTube channel and you can see the stars go up. But, We're up um, to 699, so more yeah. stars. So that's our stars it if you haven't. So that's our project for the but um, e either way go to github.com slash circuit python and hit star. We have it on all the time, so 
Um, we can hear it too. It goes ding. Ding, yeah. It was going ding earlier. So that's our show for tonight. We'll be doing Ask an Engineer in just three minutes. Thanks, everybody, for Fantastic 2018. And we have 264 more chances to make this year the best year ever together <laughs> starting today. So uh, we'll see everyone on Ask an Engineer. And we're here every week, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. To Scott, Scott thank you, Ryan, Ryan, Phil B, JP in his wheel, Aaron, Aaron, Chris Young. Chris, and thank you, Amelia. Yeah. And as always, thanks, Frank. It's the best half an hour of the week. What a great way to kick off 2019 together. See you all on Ask an Engineer. All right. See you in two Bye, minutes. Folks.